What? <laughs> it oh seems God. like it's really hard to focus. Drink some water, Colin. I have. <laughs> I have. <laughs> From Alda, this is the Protect Your Wild podcast with Colin and Avinash. I'm Avinash, your host, and this week I'll tell the story of a mountaineering legend that changed the way we experience the outdoors. To Colin. Colin. Yeah, that's Colin. Um, who will have to answer five key questions. For every question he gets wrong, he's going to have to suffer a consequence. All right, Colin. Here's the moment of truth. So. Um, we, we've gone through a lot of consequences on this season, um, oh, but sorry. Now, now we have, we're down to two, actually, two, two consequences, yeah. and Colin has to pick uh, his Yeah, I'm not poison. looking forward to it. It has been like one of the worst ones we have pending, which is pepper-related. I'm all right yes. with hot sauce, but all right, here, I'll close my eyes. Wait, wait, wait. let me shake this shit up. There's two of them. <laughs> I know. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm just making sure it's uh, the right one. The right two? Yeah, the right two. Yeah, don't put dog treats back in there, please. Uh, I'm just mixing it up, mixing it up. Good callback. Ad, advertisement for a previous episode. Also, there better be two in there. If there's not <laughs> two in there, <laughs> are there two? Yeah. Okay. All right. What is it? I don't want to look. Let me look at this one. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mixed it up, and now I'm like... <laughs> so, I pulled Hothead. You want to tell them what Hothead is? All right, guys. Um, the Hothead challenge slash um, punishment is eating habanero peppers. Uh, there's um, an inye. It's habanero. Habanero peppers. Um, these are really spicy freaking peppers. They're more spicy than actually jalapeno peppers. Um, and I, I've actually done this before in high school, Colin, um, believe it or not. Um, I've never eaten in full disclosure. I've never eaten a habanero, but I hate habanero hot sauces cause yeah. they're like sweet and gross. They, they are, but they're, and they are pretty hot. Usually. Yes. They, they are. They're insanely hot. So, um, a little backstory slash mini side story into this. Um, me and my friend, uh, had a dare actually. And whoever could could go the longest without drinking water would win. I definitely lost. Um, so in high school, we, we got some habanero peppers and ate them. Habanero peppers. And uh, I definitely chickened out within like the first like 30 seconds or so. Um, it is insanely hot. Cool. cool, cool, uh, cool. Good luck to you, Colin. Cool. Um, and let's dive into our podcast, guys. Um, so this week on our podcast... Uh, we're going to be talking about Tenzin Norgay. You want to pass me that trash can? You might as well just pass yeah, it over now. Yeah, might as well just do it case. now, just in case you throw up. Just in case. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't had habaneros before. Maybe I'm being a big pussy. Wimp. Wimp. Sorry, ladies. Maybe. Uh, whatever. Uh, anyway. Um, Here, in case you ten- want some <laughs> In Tenzin? Uh, yeah. So, um, this week we're going to this guy named Tenzin Norgay, right? Um, most people haven't heard of this guy. I haven't. Um, you I'm haven't. Not, no. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Colin's pretty into like mountaineering and uh, climbing and stuff. Um, and what's really interesting about this is that uh, he's a minority. And as we know, my mountaineers are not really like talked about in climbing and outdoors. Yeah, there's just not because, a whole lot of them. Yeah, and, and it's just because like they're not afforded the opportunity, and also 
um, history doesn't record the, their stories that well. So um, it's really unfortunate, but um, I'm hoping to bring some light to this. Um, so let's we dive into this. <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> okay. Um, all yes. right. So Tenzin Norgay is uh, a famous Sherpa in the Himalayan mountains. Uh, and we're going to kick off So this. what's a Sherpa? You want to explain that real quick? Um, in case anybody doesn't know. These are the mountain guides for the climb to Everest. Uh, I'll yeah. actually dive a lot harder into this because part one of this episode is what is a Sherpa? Um, True. And that will initiate our first question. Okay. What does the name Sherpa mean, Colin? I'm going to give you some options here. Okay. Um, a, climber. B, mountain man. C, easterner. D, guide. Hmm. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting there'd be something like maybe spiritual related in there. Interesting. And I'm kind of surprised I didn't hear anything like spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um. So we have climber, mm-hmm. mountain man, guide, easterner, and easterner. And yes. I feel like those mountains have always been there, and. So let's picture this. So we have the okay. first Westerners coming to these new lands in the Himalayas, uh-huh. and they're like, what do we need to get up these mountains? Oh, yes. we need a blank, right? And they try to figure out what that blank is, and I'm thinking that... Wait, what are the options are again? This is my... Climber. My logic so far. Mountain man. Easterner. Easterner or a guide. Man, Easterner is the only outlier with that, though. It is. Easterner is a real outlier. Uh, climber, mountain man. I feel like it's not mountain man. That Why? seems like a very English phrase. It just does. like mountain man. Like, what is that? Really mountain does. man. Mountain man. You know what I mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Mountain man. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That feels really Western to me. Okay. Assumption. Um, Easterner, that would imply that I feel like, I don't know, that maybe the Westerners came up with the name Sherpa. Did they? To refer to the Easterners? I don't think Do so. Sherpas refer to themselves as e- Sherpas. Right. <laughs> as, as what? <laughs> is it, is it, what was that? <laughs> you want to say that again? Do Sherpas refer to themselves as Sherpas? Was that... Uh, I don't know if you're playing mind games with me or not. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta think you slipped up. I gotta say it's Easterners. That's correct, Colin. Yes! <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> That's what you get for fucking up. He's still a little drunk, by the way, from the last episode we just recorded. <laughs> not a little, a little but I'll take one of these off the table. Serious. Nice. <laughs> took the fattest one off the table. Nice. <laughs> Very smart. Um, anyway. So, I was the totally the Himalayas, just, members sorry, of the... To interject real quick. Yeah. I was for sure going to go with Guide until I thought of Easterner as an outlier. Oh, really? And then once, because I was like, oh, they're looking for a guide. So they're like, who's uh, somebody that can show us? And I'm like, oh, you need a Sherpa, a guide. Yes. But 
Yeah, so anyway. I, I, I was running out of things because uh, Eastner was such a, like, a left-field move, you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought, like, that's such a weird one. Like, yeah. why is it called Eastner? That's very um, weird. So, Off yeah, that, that's what that's what Sherpa down. means. Um, and in, basically in the Himalayas, the guys, uh, the Nepalese ethnic uh, group. Nepalese? Uh, no, not Nepalese. Oh. No. Um, Bad joke. And they're famous for their, like, climbing records and, like, climbing in a sense of routes and whatever. And being experts at guiding people up the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where a lot of yeah. money is at, is uh, these Frenchies and people from the west with a lot of money coming in right oh yeah of course of course so so th- that's where the name came from and uh that's what they're famous for um and basically they've lived on this like high like plateau and high region of the himalayas um and basically their average altitude of where they stay at is fourteen thousand seven hundred feet um and they've been doing this for almost six thousand years god damn so that's generations and generations of people living at a high high altitude yeah um so th- this altitude is actually really inhospitable for most uh, you know people yeah. um and, and these people have managed to survive um for thousands of years um so people from low altitudes who do go to higher elevations do face risks you know that yeah. these nepalese people are kind of chill with like, really? you walked slightly uphill here in Colorado earlier today. I, I did. And you were, like, panting. Yes. Uh, just to give you guys like a little more context. Putting your over your head, like, ah. Yeah. Ah. Um, ah. I, I grew up mostly in Florida. Um, I, I moved from South Africa when I was eight. And then I grew up uh, in uh, Florida. And then I moved to L.A. And those are very, you know, like, sea level-ish kind of altitudes. Yeah. Um, and then I came to Colorado, and uh, we climbed a little mountain. Did not climb a mountain. We didn't climb. We walked we, uphill. We walked uphill for a about little bit. Okay. 40 feet. <laughs> not that far. Anyway, I was huffing and puffing because of the altitude. The air was so thin for me. Um <laughs> It wasn't even that much of an incline either, Colin, right? Like, I was, I was just Not really. out of breath. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, the, I, 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 I didn't, like, try to do it, but it was just, like, um, it was very taxing on my, my uh, lungs. So I definitely feel that. And having that happen to, um, you know, a normal person would suck. Um, but the risks associated with uh, being at that altitude are altitude sickness, right? So, like, uh, symptoms of that are like headaches, uh, low appetite, trouble sleeping, um, and sometimes you'll get swelling of the brain um, mm-hmm. or fluid in the lungs. And sometimes these, you know, sim- symptoms can cause, you know, like madness and death, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so these people have basically lived at this altitude for so long, they've adapted and basically become um, one with that, you know, kind of. Um, altitude, I guess, you know, <laughs> so elevation, yeah, yeah, elevation, elevation. Ele- elevation, altitude, whatever it is. And, um, scientists were kind of like puzzled. They're like, how are these people like unaffected by this? You know? So they did some, uh, studies and they like, uh, dug into, um, why are these people so okay with being at such a high elevation? What, what ab- adaptations they have? Uh, had yeah. so they took some bl- blood samples, muscle samples, all these other types muscle of muscle like, samples, tests. like off a corpse. Uh, no, like they off cut of, some muscle uh, off. Yes, a corpse. yes, they they took small 
pieces of their uh, muscle, muscle, muscle tissue. tissue. Yeah. Huh. And they put it under a microscope and uh, they did quite a few studies actually because they were puzzled by their ability. And um, as they were looking into it, they the muscle tissue actually revealed the secret, right? And the secret actually is... Um, you, you ever watch Bill Nye? The science yeah, guy? for sure. What, what's the biggest lesson you've learned from that? The biggest lesson I've learned? Yeah. I don't follow. Uh, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Why is that the biggest lesson you've learned? Because that's like in fucking every episode. What? <laughs> like, mitochondria is the powerhouse right. of the cell. Well, anyway, okay, cool. My that's movie rule also applies to Bill Nye. And oh, I okay, fine. Specific. You I was rem- like, oh, it's science. You just show. don't remember There's science Bill in Nye. It. All right, cool, great. Uh, what a disappointment. Uh, Bill Nye, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry for calling. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan, too. Also, anyway. please like, subscribe, and review, Bill. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Bill. All right, back to the episode. Um, so in the uh, studies, what they're finding is that the, that the mitochondria in the Sherpa are, like, way more efficient like than our normal. superchondria. Yeah, basically, superchondria, right? <laughs> Um, and, and the, the comparison the scientists made was like a, a fuel guzzling, like four by four versus a very efficient, you know, uh, car mm-hmm. basically. Um, so the mitochondria of, uh, like our, our normal cells basically uses up oxygen very inefficiently versus uh, the Sherpa's, uh, mitochondria w- where it uses it so efficiently. Gotcha. Um, so we're talking like, like you said, uh, a Hummer versus like. A Tesla or something. Yeah, basically, almost. So uh, a Tesla would be no electric. oxygen. But, uh, <laughs> all, I'm, right, I'm, all right, all right, let me try again. A Hummer versus a Prius. Yeah, exactly. Like, it. very, very efficient. Um, and, and basically, the, the Sherpas, um, you know, like, uh, mitochondria just work way better than ours. And that's through yeah. years and thousands of years of just evolution. Yeah. Um, and staying up at a, such a high altitude. Um, so that's why they're able to be the guides uh, that take people up to the top of Everest. Right. Um, and that brings us to our next question. Colin, are you ready? Let's see if I can go two for two. This one's going to be a very uh, simple question. Okay. Um, and it's going to have three options. Okay. So you have a 33% chance of getting this right. Good math. Uh, but uh, I hope you like fucking math. because I like fucking math? Yeah, because here we go. How tall is Mount Everest, Colin? A, 8,848 meters. B, 10,326 meters. Or C, 7,632 meters. <laughs> I feel like I know this answer. You do. Because the cutoff is 8,000 meter peaks, so I know one of them's out. Mm-hmm. Like, 8,000-meter peaks is, like, that thing. There's 14 room in the world, and it's, like, this climber's accomplishment thing that grand sl- explores Grand Slam or whatever. Yes. Good good call So I'm cutting one. out 7,000 whatever. All cutting right. Out now you got a 50-50 chance, something. bro. Oh, so that was correct. Thanks for letting me know that was correct. <laughs> Even oh, though I knew it was correct. But it. Yeah, I mean, you ruled it out. The next one is there is no way it would be in 10,000 meters. If the cutoff is 8,000 for this level of stuff, just a few hundred meters above that is a big difference, but like going a couple mm-hmm. thousand above that, that's pretty rough. So, what was the answers again? Eight thousand eight hundred forty-eight meters, ten thousand three hundred twenty-six meters. A is my final answer. A is your final answer. That's correct. Damn it, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All 
you're dodging these habaneros. Yes, sir. I'm like Neo in the Matrix. <laughs> habanero. <laughs> Another habanero. <laughs> the third habanero also missing me because I'm going to get them all right. <laughs> if I get them all right, habanero card goes back in the hat for you next time. Does it? Yes. <laughs> With zero habaneros eaten, somebody's got to eat a habanero. Well, well, Zazu can eat the, the habaneros. Yeah, but, you know, later. Oh, That'll be if there's one left over. Oh, gosh. All right. I mean, I ha- I'm, I'm, I don't think I'll, I'll beat all of them, but continue. Um, I'm a little scared now because <laughs> those are my hardest questions. Anyway. Dude, um, <laughs> no way. Well, you <laughs> fucked the first one. I was going to get that wrong. You fucked that one up. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. That was definitely my fault. Um, anyway. <laughs> Back to our episode. Um, connection. <laughs> the the no, Sherpas are very contain are very connected to uh, the mountains and the planet, um, and they they kind of accepted mountaineering as a part of their life. You know. Yeah. Um. So they they respected the mountains, and initially they prevented foreign climbers from um you know engaging in mountaineering on those uh you know peaks and then um uh, foreign climbers didn't really give a fuck so they kind of just went up there anyway um but they prevented them from from you know uh polluting and killing animals burning garbage um and and it's mostly actually out out of fear of the gods that they were doing that right they're like back to that that first one where i was like thinking Maybe it's something spiritual. I know there's a lot of spirituality with the mountains and the locals. So yeah, so so um, a lot of the um, you know Nepalese would <laughs> um, <laughs> you know see these peaks and these mountains as as the home of the gods. So they're yeah. very um, you know religiously significant places for them. Right. Um, so. Jumping into the legend of Tenzin, Norgay, um, we're going to have another question. All right. All right. Here we All go. Right. Here we go. Colin. Here, if you're watching, here, if you're not here. watching this, by the way, I just set up uh, my Batman toy to be holding the two habaneros that are off the table. So Yeah, that are off the table. Pretty nice. cool. Great. Pretty neat. Okay. So here's another question, uh, uh, Colin. Sherpas refer to Everest under this name, meaning Mother of the World. Okay. 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 So A is Shankar. Okay. B, Komolungma. C, Solu Kumbu. Or D. Four options. God damn it. All right. What's well, Shiamahu. So you said it's God of the Earth or something? Mother of the World. Mother of the World. So I feel like the first one's too short to have that. Shankar. Shankar, yeah, because, like, it makes sense for any language to have, like, a separate thing for the word mother because mother is, like, always a thing in with any animal, right? So you'd have mm-hmm. to have its own word for mother. Mm-hmm. And then the world, right? And then of the is a contraction, so... <laughs> I feel like you're smirking. Why are you smirking? <laughs> so I, I feel like I feel like basically 
it has to be one of the multi part ones because like mother is so distinct and the world is such a like its own thing like every language should have different mm-hmm. words for those probably right maybe yeah so read the options one more time uh so a was shankar i'm gonna say a is out okay b is komalungma c is solo solu kumbu okay and d is shia mahu so are there spaces between the rest of them? Are each of those C, like C has a space? Out? Only C has a space. Only C has a space. Oh shit! Fuck, that kind of throws off my theory. Okay, mm-hmm. but only C has a space, so maybe that one's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see. So what's C again? Uh, solu kumbu, kumbu. I'm just gonna go with that. It's a total guess. Is that your final answer? Sure. That is incorrect. <laughs> um, oh, so I uh, felt like I was on to something. Let me let me explain. No, 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 no. First? I'm, I'm going to explain the answer right. first. Um, the the answer is uh, Komalungma. Um, Shankar is a Indian uh, word. It's a god, you know, Shiva basically. Okay. Um, but Nepalese also pray to him. Uh, Komalungma is a Nepalese word. And then uh, Solokumbu is actually a place um, in Nepal. Okay. And uh, Shimahu, I freaking found it at some random spot. I don't know where. Uh, but it sounded legit, legit. So I was like, Fair all enough. right, let's, let's, let's pop that in there. Um, so without further ado, Colin has to munch on a habanero. Um that looks like a Why's really... My stomach? my stomach already is burning, like, in anticipation. Really? Well, I did have that spicy beef, Korean spicy beef pasta for lunch. It wasn't yeah. that spicy, but okay. I Okay, like... well, this one's going to be really fucking hot. Oh! <laughs> all right, all right. I was just licking it. Uh, uh, all right, yeah. Uh, stop, 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 stop uh, licking it. That's that's kind of weird. Uh, uh, don't... Why'd you um, raise your eyebrows at me? Dang. I don't know. That was really, really kind of weirdly not seductive. All right, here we go. It's so much. That that's a that's a big that's a thick boy. Oh. Wow, that's crunchy, boy. Nice and crunchy. Mmm, yum. Pepper. Mmm. Mmm, yum. <laughs> it hit. <laughs> Nothing's a spicy one. You feel the heat, Colin? Is it a lot? Well, a little hot. <coughs> Oof! That oh, is actually me. that looks really painful, but not as painful as oh, I thought it would seed. be. Uh, uh, the seeds? Oh, there's a seed stuck in my retainer. Oof! Kids oh, with fuck. retainers, man. Keep going. Just kidding. I'm a kid with a retainer. Uh, but either way. Let's dive into the legend of Tenzin Norgay. So, Tenzin Norgay is a Sherpa. He was born in a place called Tengboche, Kumbu, in northeastern Nepal. He was the 11th out of 13 children. My ears are ringing. Your ears are ringing. That's crazy. Um, and he ran away from home in his teens. 
So he first went to Kathmandu and then later Darjeeling in India. And that's where most of the expeditions in the Himalayas started from, which was in Darjeeling. I'm not hearing anything you're saying right now. Really? Wow. Is it hard to focus when your mouth is on fire? What? (laughs) It seems like it's really hard to focus. Drink some water, Colin. I have. (laughs) I have. (laughs) Are you doing all right? This suit under my retainer is killing me. Yeah, yeah. Fix it, fix it. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I can't get it with that. It's too big. Um, use a pen or a... Um, or something. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, okay. Cool. So he ran away from home twice in his teens, uh, Kathmandu and Darjeeling. And Darjeeling is a place where people, um, you know, kind of depart to do their expeditions to the Himalayas. And he kind of uh, received his first opportunity. Dude, you didn't film that. Fuck, I just realized. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> he uh, had his first opportunity to join an Everest expedition um, by uh, being employed by a guy named Eric Shipton. Yeah. And he, he was... Eric's a cool guy. Yeah. He was 20 years old when this came, opportunity came. And the opportunity actually only came because the two other guys that uh, were supposed to go were medically, uh, you know, unfit to hit that situation. So he kind of just lucked out and uh, got. What to was go wrong with them? Um, they just failed their medical like, test. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Honestly, like, Am I, how how red is my face? You just take a picture of my um, face. You look really red, Colin. I'm not gonna lie. Um. All right. I get salt in. Yeah, you should probably. Uh, how's that crunchy? Nice. It's relieving it, probably. Not really. I don't know, but yeah, it tastes kind of good. I really hope you get the next questions right, because you look like you're in a lot of pain. The one seed is a bitch. Mhm. I heard actually, like, um, seeds are actually the most spicy part. Yeah, it's got... Keep going. Oh, I got it. Oh, fuck, yeah. All right, all right, cool. Great. So he did his first, uh, you know, expedition just out of luck. Basically, the other guys failed their test, uh, medical test, and um, he got the opportunity to go. Um, So in 1947, he participated in an unsuccessful attempt to summit Mount Everest uh, with this guy. And uh, again, in 1952, he took part of two other Swiss expeditions. Um, And basically, they uh, tried going up the Nepalese side, and they failed. It hurts to breathe out. Breathing in feels good. Okay, interesting. Breathing out hurts a lot. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Either way, um, he he took these Swiss expeditions, and, and neither of them actually made it to the top. Um, they either had complications with weather or Who equipment. Tenzin took them. Yeah, for, Tenzin, Tenzin went on these these trips, and he was their Sherpa, and uh, you know, was yeah. like, "All right, we're gonna seriously try and attempt to summit Mount Everest, and if we don't, um, that's what like the year case. was this? Did you say that? Uh, yeah, nineteen fifty-two. Okay, so this is in the fifties. Uh huh. Um, so in 1953, uh, he took part in John Hunt's expedition. This is the seventh uh, attempt to that reach the summit. It hasn't been summited yet? It has not. Okay. 
right? And one of the members of the team was a guy named Edmund Hillary from New Zealand. Edmund Hillary. Yes. And Hashtag, he, I'm with her. What? It's a campaign slogan. Just keep going. Oh, okay. Anyway, anyway uh, he had a near-miss, like, death kind of fall, right? Yeah. Uh, into a crevasse. Hillary? N- yeah, Edmund Hillary. Kay. Yeah. But he was saved from hitting the bottom of the crevasse Tight. by Tenzin. Tight. Right? And the way he did it was he promptly, like, hit his uh, ice axe, yeah. basically, and um, stopped him fr- from, uh, you know, falling straight down and hitting the bottom. Yeah. Um, and that kind of was, like, a turning point because Edmund Hillary was like, hey, this guy's so good with his reactions and knowing the mountain and what, what to do. Um, he's a good climbing partner and a good uh, person to you sure. know, use for sh- future attempts and whatever. So... Um, Wait, where is Edmund from? Did you say that? New Zealand. <laughs> okay. Yes. So now this leads into climbing. Dude, the spice like just started going down. It really did. Yeah. All right. So sorry. What? Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, so now um, <laughs> they're going to go to, on the expedition to go to the top. Are you laughing because there's right. another question soon? No. Okay. Uh, a little bit. Okay. Um, so, uh. basically, on the expedition to the top, the rest of the crew couldn't go uh, to the top because their oxygen equipment failed. Oh, uh, shit. And if you remember from is- a previous episode when we were talking about Reinhold Messner, he was one of the first people to do it without oxygen. The um, first. Yes. Uh, but before Edmund that, Peter. Uh, um, they had to use oxygen uh, equipment. Yeah. And um, because of that, you know, it made it, you know, difficult. If your you know, oxygen supply is cut off, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. So, basically, um, they set up this camp at, like, 27,900 feet. Uh, and Wait, the, how many feet? 27,000. That's, like, the top. No, in right. meters is, like, eight. it's about 8,000 meters. Uh-huh. Yeah. And... Uh, Basically, what happened was Edmund went outside, and his boots froze to the ground. Holy fuck! Uh, and they spent two hours trying to warm his boots to get them out of the ground. Um, because it is that, that <coughs> freaking cold. That's crazy. So what? What? I can only guess happened is there's some. They go inside a thing, maybe they have a fire, and the like boots start to thaw out, and they get wet at the bottom, right? Yeah. He steps outside, that wetness then seeps through the and snow, and then it freezes up. and then Yeah, or a gust of wind or something causes it, and then next thing you know, you're just uh-huh. fucking stuck. So, uh, they spent two whole hours warming his boots. And um, they had a whole you know other team, it was John Hunt's team <coughs> still, you know, um, but Edmund Hillary and Tenzin were, were the only two fit uh, to keep on going. Yeah. So those two put on two 30-pound uh, packs, and they completed the journey to the summit. Nice. Um, and basically, they had to, like, um, climb up with 30-pound packs um, all the way to the top, and the summit... <sighs> was 8,848 meters to the top, and they did so at 11.30 a.m. 
And uh, yeah, so once they got to the top, next. Yeah, no, I'm just looking at it. Uh, we, we 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 get to the next question. <clears throat> I should have got tissues. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry What's about the next this. One? But I. We we have the next question. I'm just thank God, dude, that I got the first two right. If I eat all five of these, I'd be fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, you look like you're dying now, and you only took one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how long did Tenzin and Edmund spend at the top of Everest? <coughs> <laughs> Great answer. That's not correct. Um, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or 30 That's minutes. That's so arbitrary. Yeah, I'm fucking dick. But you know what, <laughs> Colin? I had to take shots. I had to <laughs> you wanna do one of these and see if it compares? No, I've done this before. I've li- I literally professed the you know I think you episode. Need a reminder. I don't need a reminder. I've done it in high school and I had did, did, I, I didn't have water. I I had to wait before taking the water. Yeah. You know? Well the water only helps while it's in your mouth and it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it doesn't really do done. much shit. But you it cools it off for like yeah. a little bit. Yes. So um how long did they spend at the top? Was it five, ten, fifteen, thirty? Um, okay, from everything I know about mountaineering, you're in the death zone. It's the most dangerous area. They said it was 11 a.m. They need to hustle back down as the sun comes out. Snow conditions get worse. 30 minutes, I feel like, is too long. They're mm-hmm. not spending a half an hour on a summit because it's miserable up there. You want to get the fuck out. Yes. This is accurate. Um, <clears throat> as was the rest, 5, 10, 15. Mm-hmm. See, it's interesting. We go plus five, or we double, and then we just go plus five. It wasn't five, ten, twenty, forty, or something. It was five, ten, fifteen, thirty. So that's like a weird jump. I don't know. I don't know, dude. My ears were ringing last time. <laughs> I really want to get this right. Okay. Um, I mean, so it just seemed like a logical like jump in my head. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Counting by fives is normal. Yeah, and like 25 is like super specific and stupid. 5, 10, it would have been 5, 10, 15, 20, not 25, by the way, but okay. Well, okay, oh, fine, 20. <laughs> but like either way, um, you know. All right, the heat literally is fine now. It oh, just is fine, oh, and now i got to double it up probably. 5, 10, 15 is what I'm between. Yeah, I'm not, I'm counting out 30. 30's out for me. Okay. So, God, I gotta think. I gotta go low in. I'm. I'm gonna. I gotta say five minutes because when you're at altitude like that, you've been working so hard to get up there. <laughs> why are you? Why are you doing that? <laughs> let me explain. Hey, let me explain. Let me explain, dude. <laughs> so, so you're at you're at altitude. You're tired, you're in the death zone, and, um, you know, you're like, let's, look, it's 1950, we got wives at home making us good meals, let's just get out of here, dude, let's just take a picture, let's take it in, and not die, let's get back to base camp, five minutes. You stupid. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they did not spend five minutes up there. Here's actually a quote um, from Edmund Hillary. Um, basically, um, th- they spent 
15 minutes there. Okay. Taking photographs and eating mint cake. Mint cake, interesting. They celebrated. Um, <sighs> and, and what's really interesting is um, that Tenzin got the photo uh, of, of himself, and Edmund didn't. So th- that's a really interesting, like, fun fact because they didn't have that much time up there and it took a lot of time. What you, so you mean there's like no f- proof that he went up there or like No, no, there's, there's there's definitely proof that he just went up there. They, they took to take a picture yeah, they didn't take of, of him posing oh, you know, I see. up there. Um was it the first selfie? No, it wasn't it wasn't a selfie. The, so, someone else had to take a picture of the other person. Um and Fuck basically yeah. Tenzin had uh, as How a Buddhist, long was it? How much time even passed since that last one I ate? It seemed like a century not that long ago like yeah. uh, like how long do you think it was I like 10 was minutes maybe 20 20 2015, okay yeah um either way um tenzin as as a buddhist had uh, left a like religious offering of food um and uh they took a famous photo of them you know summiting and uh yeah. tenzin held <sighs> up his ice axe and um yeah they took a photo of that so Zaz is bobbing at me like he wants these peppers. Can Zaz eat it instead of me? No, <laughs> this is Zaz didn't take the shots. Um, so that was a really cool, um, you know, photo that you took. <sighs> this one you gotta film. If you don't film this one, yeah, yeah, we should we should probably film this actually. As we, this is probably good talk for the podcast of like, hey, film this for Instagram. Yeah, Remember and if you follow don't follow Instagram. us on Instagram, you really should because you you're you're missing out on some of the really good reactions. Uh, honestly, um, so let's go forward with the next thing. Um, I'm gonna narrate a little bit. Um, so here we go. Get a shot of Batman. Okay, He's supporting right. me. Yep. So, this is the Protect Your Well podcast. Colin answered a question wrong under the Hothead Challenge, and he has to eat. A whole habanero pepper. The second one, by the way. His second habanero pepper. Right. Here we go, Colin. I don't wanna. Mmm, nice and crunchy. Ah, how's that taste? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> a little bit of a tube shot. Nice. Just crunchy on that. Mmm, drinking that water. All right. Yes, yeah, my cool. strategy was so much better that time. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he ate that like a champ. Is he eating up? <laughs> Is he yeah, up? it's definitely hot, burning him up. So, uh, you know, you you know what can help actually? Some likes and comments and subs- subscribes can really help Colin. Um, also, prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Um, (laughs) That's what Colin really loves. Thoughts and prayers. Um, By the way, um, (laughs) let's get on with the Uh, podcast. uh, How are you feeling, buddy? That one was so much better compared to the last, but it still sucks. It still does. I ate it. Yeah. Fuck. Good job. My strategy was to eat it just in my teeth and try not to get it all over my tongue like I did before. Yeah. So I try to just keep it on one side of my mouth. And then just down it with water. Very smart. Okay, cool. Sounds um, bad, but fuck. 
Yeah. <coughs> so, um, basically, we get into the next portion, which was credit. Um, so, both Edmund Hillary and Tenzin Norgay uh, summited the, you know, uh, top of Everest together, right? Um, yet, um, <coughs> afterward, Edmund Hillary got most of the credit. Because he was a white guy from New Zealand. <laughs> and Tenzin Norgay, this Nepalese Indian guy, uh, kind of got, you know, snubbed out of that credit. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what was your question? What, what does, like, most of the credit mean? Uh, credit meaning, like, like, like his, history books and people talking about it but, like, or publicity. Uh, no, they, they just kind of discarded him because he was the Sherpa and not the man who, you know, European white man who did it. Okay. Um, so there was a lot of controversy uh, over that. And, uh, I, th- I think even... Ha- How do you do it, Zazu? Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Colin's on fire right now. Um, so, <laughs> basically... Um, there was a lot of controversy over, you know, getting credit for this uh, kind of thing. And it, it kind of gets into this whole discussion about minorities <coughs> and their achievements, uh, com- uh, especially in the outdoor community, I think. Um, you'll have some of these people who either aren't afforded the opportunity um, or who've done it and then just never get recorded because they were, like, the help. Um, in the situation, and I, and I believe um, Edmund Hillary uh, was like knighted by the Queen or uh, given like many awards and whatever. Uh, and, and Tenzin, out of all all these achievements, only got a Nepalese star, which is That's through his own cool. government. Stars yeah. are cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically he got a medal from it. Um, but later on, he was recognized for his achievements and everything. <laughs> But um, that was after, you know, the controversy controversy? behind uh, who gets credit. But what's really cool about this, um, and the part that kind of, like, warms my heart, kind of like your mouth is being warmed by that uh, habanero, is that whenever Edmund Hillary was asked about, um, you know, which one of you summited Mount Everest first, um... (sighs) His response was, "We both did." He never, yeah. he never, ever threw Tenzin under the bus. Yeah, because with- the reality is, when you go through something like that with somebody, yeah, you you'd never throw them under the bus. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the fact that they went with an expedition, right? This expedition was massive. I think it was like four hundred people. They had like ten thousand pounds of, uh, you know, equipment, and they. All it's climbed the like that we talked about with Mezzer. Yeah, they, they literally had so much shit, um, and so many people. Four hundred people out of four hundred, two made it to the top. So many people carrying so much uh, equipment and all this just to get to the top of the Mount Everest. Um, the percentage is—it's not even a two percent, you know, uh, <sighs> that made it to the top. Dude, how out of the four hundred ghost peppers. Ghost peppers are what, like twenty times? Fuck oh, all that. Oh, way more hotter than that. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> You're just eating habaneros. I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> We're not doing any of that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, 
um, that that kind of warmed my heart because um, as a minority, it's kind of cool to see you know uh, some people getting credit. I, it it is, it is kind of weird seeing um, you, even I want to talk about heroes like it, you're a fan of Batman. Yeah. Um, why are all superheroes fucking white? Written <laughs> by Jews. Next question. <laughs> Jesus. That's but, true. <laughs> Creator of uh, Superman was Jewish. Oh, but well, it was in the time in <clears throat> World War One, I, I think maybe, or there's a lot of pre- persecution, so they changed the last names. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. But but I, I either way, um, and it, it was developed a, a, in the West. A I lot, of, a lot of the heroes and you know, um, famous people. What about Rachel Ghul? Oh yeah, he might be a villain though. Yeah, he, he is. is. <laughs> yes, he is a bad guy. Um, but you know, th- throughout history, we hardly ever hear of the minorities that uh, achieve great things. And, and I think Tenzin is one of these guys that needs that recognition. For sure. So um, that's why I would like to <coughs> speak to, on uh, Tenzin Notre Dame. But uh, it feels like it's a little too soon. It does. Can we talk about something else? <laughs> yeah, we can. We can. We can. Um, you want to talk about like <coughs> just like minorities uh, opportunities in the outdoor community because I, I feel like it, even here in Boulder, right. I don't see that many minorities, yeah. um, so climbing. Here. I don't see them hiking. I don't see any of that. Sure. And, and I think some of it actually comes down to historic oppression and wealth. Right. So there's, uh, I mean, so these sports started, um, mostly by white dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a desire to explore and stuff like that versus a, uh, thing of just survival, right? Once you get past a certain point, manifest destiny, let's explore West. Let's see what's out there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you also have the thing, too, where <clears throat> as a... In general, I feel like, especially out in the West specifically, um, just the minority populations are primarily in their urban areas, like in the cities, yes. as opposed to outside of the cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just using Boulder as the example, <clears throat> Boulder is like 45 minutes from Denver. It's in Colorado, which is already a really white state. <sighs> God damn it. But, um, it's, a, a place where, God, I can't, it's hard to think straight. I feel like this is a really touchy subject to s- talk about when I'm like not even thinking straight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the gist is, <clears throat> as as ma- people may or may not know, there's Boulder's super white, and I think it's in part because it attracts people that are into outdoor sports because of its location, right? So although it's a university town, that's probably the majority of where the diversity is in this town is at the around the university. But most people that move here, myself included, it's kind of for outdoor sports, and there's. Uh, I don't know what my overall point is. There's not that many minorities, unfortunately, into outdoor sports. Tying back to the cities thing, a lot of them being in cities and stuff. I remember when we were doing our business plan for Alta, the first version, Mm -hmm. we saw a breakdown of demographics. Part of it was by race and how they participate in outdoor recreation. Yeah. And number two, by a long shot, was like Hispanics, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, So when like white people by like, a huge margin, right? Like, easy, clear winner. Yeah. Second was, like, Hispanics, and then everything after that was, like, substantially lower. So there's for sure a cultural element to it as well. 
Um, Agreed. So, you know, the family that you're raised in and what their interests are naturally will translate over to you. And because of that, that means that a lot of these interests kind of stem from way back, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. um, know. I'm going to offer a counter, actually, uh, <clears throat> that. Um, I'm going to say it's uh, culture, but also opportunity, like wealth-wise, right? <laughs> um, I, I want to say mo- most w- white oh. families in America... <clears throat> Um, who who are into the outdoors, uh, ha- have something to fall back on, property they own, inheritance they can fall back on, a business or whatever it is, versus uh, uh f- you know minority families which either came from uh, you know extreme poverty or or are immigrants right, in those st- situations their main focus is establishing themselves in that new country yeah. or that creating wealth or you know you know, just establishing some sort of financial stability, right? So their parents and their, you know, kids are going to be focused not on enjoying themselves. The way uh, even I'm going to say Indian kids are raised is like, hey, make become a doctor, become a lawyer, become an engineer because you're going to make a lot of money and that will ensure financial security for yourself, right? Stop wasting time on, on... you know, enjoying yourself, rock climbing, right? Enjoying yourself, recreation's hiking. a luxury. Yes, across the board for sure. Exactly, and and our generation's not ready ready for that, right? You haven't established yourself what? in this country. Oh, you're saying like like no, like first like newcomers? first first yeah like first generation immigrants yeah. um, don't have that luxury of uh, having something to fall back on or even established wealth, right? Uh-huh. Um, so think about how property appreciates well, value, I would also right? just quickly interject, outdoor sports are expensive. Oh, just yeah. Just outright. Oh, like not, dumb not expensive. Across from having anything to fall back on or anything like that just to get your foot in the door. Like, granted, like how Mesner might have started just climbing in his backyard. We talked about Roosevelt, and he went to the Alps as a kid and stuff. Yeah. He traveled across country and stuff. But he was a wealthy kid. Right. So the the point being, like, unless you happen to be born in an area where it's just, like, right there, you know, which many of us aren't, it takes a lot of money just to even get to the place to do the thing. Yes. And then to do the thing in a lot of cases, at least in modern times, you know, I dropped to go snowboarding or dropping, like, 700 bucks to get your gear to get your pass. So Yeah. Yeah, it's anyway. a it's a very expensive <clears throat> endeavor, and I I don't think minorities sometimes have the opportunity to have that, um, and, and I th- I think even historically to achieve these great uh, achievements, it might like summoning mountains and whatever, they couldn't afford the equipment. You know, think think about how much a Sherpa makes. You know, in a year. I have no idea, but probably yeah. not that much because. Um, the 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 cost it takes to climb uh, Everest right is like sixty k right for one person. If you're a bitch and you need all that gear, you yeah. Know what I mean? Shouts out to Reinhold. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, it it costs so much money. But even 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 if it, a Sherpa <sighs> took hundred percent of that income, that's, yeah. that's only sixty k a year. You know that's not bad living, but like, that's not you, you know a, a shitload either. Um, yeah. So and, and realistically, they're not taking the full sixty. That's well, full yeah. sixty is mostly equipment. And living, well, yeah, it's it's complicated. Living costs are also different there, so it's like they're, they are. Stuff. There's yes. multiple people doing them. Yeah, 
So, so now that, that, that big 60K money. budget is now split, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And it's not 100% going to them. So they're not making that much. So the biology of it, right? Yeah. Properly, a Sherpa should have, you know, summited Everest a long time ago. They had the genetics for it, right? Yeah. They just never had the equipment or the resources. Or the right? desire to, probably. Agreed. I mean, yeah, I don't think, think they had it. the desire either because... Um, Culturally, they view, view that as a very, you know, holy place. Also, when something's in your back, when you live somewhere, right? Yes. It's different than seeing this great thing that you put on a pedestal that's afar and mm-hmm. viewing it as, like, a thing to conquer. That's, I think, what it comes down to. A lot of explorers, climbers, expeditionists, there's still that, like, you know, I want to stand on top of this glorious summit. You know, it's still this, like, kind of conqueror mentality in a way. Yeah, agreed. So, you know, fr- from that, you know, uh, I, 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 I'd like to, you know, you know, give props to this guy because for sure. know, he, he's one of the few minorities who um, overcame that. But also to Edmund Hillary, who didn't take advantage of the situation, right? Yeah. He, he didn't, you know, like, uh, completely snub off uh, Tenzin or do any of that and um my props to him what do you think of so everest though today the whole situation especially this past season on instagram pictures were going viral left and right of just how many base camps there are the calculations of the amount of garbage that is left on everest let me see if i can look it up fill yeah, some time. It's, it's like a ton yeah just because like People are wasteful and people are shitty. 24, sorry, 24,000 pounds of garbage were just moved from Mount Everest, which <laughs> led to the discovery of four new dead bodies. So, yeah, the Nepalese government is kind of responsible for moving all this garbage that gets left from all these explorers or whatever, people from around the really world. Them it's not explorers anymore. Um, let's just say... Bucket listers. Bucket listers these days, yeah. Shit it's buckets. not really mountaineer. As I would guess, like, less than 5% of the people that do Everest are even, like, proper mountaineers. Yeah. And they probably do it just because Everest is such a historically, like, glorious place. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of these, like, um, guys who, you know, try and summit Everest now... Um, are just guys who are trying to like check off that bucket list item, and a lot of type A types. Yeah, they're sure. like, oh yeah, I climbed the top of Everest. Now I want to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> right. Um, one of one of those type of guys, and it's and it's just like we should link to this article you know, actually. Why why are you trying to do this? You know, this yeah. is kind of um, you 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 don't care about the environment. You just care about your own glory, and not even that. Um, the amount of people that go up there and the amount of le- like the specialness of it isn't that much, you know? You you kind of climbed it and now you can say, oh, I climbed the top of Everest. Like, all right, right. All right you're you're some kind of uh, great person. Nah, you still have a shitty personality. Uh, um, you also polluted the environment, fuckload, and added to a problem that you shouldn't have. Um, took advantage of it, you know, Sherpas and minorities. To yeah. Get there. So. Here, just for anybody watching the video, this is that log jam that we talked about a second ago. Yeah. Look at that. Dozens, dozens of mountaineers with their masks and everything on, lined up. Boop, boop, boop. One, two, three, four, five. Like, I can't even count them. I would guess probably, like, you're seeing, like, 60 people there. Lined up at the peak, the most it's dangerous a- piece, waiting their turn to try to get their selfie on the yeah, peak of Everest. Yeah, their freaking photo and say, oh, I stood <coughs> at the top of the world and... Now I'm out. 
That was. Oof. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but they they all wait their turn to like stand at the top and then be like, "Yo, I'm 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 like this some kind of great you know person because I climbed to the top of the mountain." Um, I don't believe in in doing that like or even like it mass producing a great achievement because that means it's not as special you know right um it's kind of also find ways to do it their own way differently yeah differently or push the envelope a little bit exactly and it shouldn't just be like oh you know i I was able to do it like that's hard enough people die all the time like nah you used you know so much equipment you use so much aid to get there um just for like stupid credit for fucking nothing yeah you know you're still the same shitty person um but that's why i look at like things like brazilian jiu-jitsu or becoming a navy seal as such a great I'm achievement I'm not gonna be able to do this because um as, as as you get you know more and more elite through that less and less people can achieve that so like um brazilian jiu-jitsu for example not that many people make it to blue belt even and then from there, people get to black belt, and it's like even smaller amount. I think there's might might be even like two thousand black belts in the whole freaking world, you know, for Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And same thing with like Navy SEALs. The attrition rate is so high during training right. that it, it it becomes an achievement, uh, right? Versus, um, like you know, that's what somebody they actually want to yeah, do. Yes, like exactly. Yeah. It took desire, it took will, it took strength. Versus, it just took a lot of money and me getting up there through. You know, stepping on other people, basically. Because yeah. um, it, it's killing people, too, by the way. These log jams, the, the amount of traffic up there, it's leading to more deaths every year. Yeah. So. But through and through, like, it, it, it's not, it, it, it's, it's a big problem and everything. But um, some of these people, you know, just need to, like, realize, like, this is this is not the move that I should be making. Like, you 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 save Everest and you become a better person. I think by not climbing the top. Yeah. Not oh not climbing the top to the, like saying. in a shitty way. I, you I know? get your point. Yeah. You know, uh, you do bet. But you're you're a better person by not climbing it. Yeah. Um. So thanks for not climbing Everest, guys. <laughs> All you're listening. Um. So right, from ready. there, we're gonna transition into our next and final question for Colin. Um, hope you were paying attention while you were probably, nope. you know, heads on fire. Oh boy. This is the open-ended question. You so ask me such an easy just, one. I'd probably still blow it. Yeah. It's, um, I'm, I'm not really sorry, actually. Um, how many pounds of gear did it take for the first expedition to the top of Everest? Was it a round number? It was a very clean round number. I, I said it too. 4,000. Final answer. Yes. Okay, that's incorrect. God damn it, was it 400? Nope. What was it? 10,000. God damn it. 10,000 pounds, 400 people. <sighs> 400 people. I knew it. that yes. was just in my head. Four something is in my head, so I was like... Yes. John Hunt's expedition to the top. out my... Uh, I think I mentioned it twice. I don't know. Uh, but I, I, well, either my way. My intuition was telling me. Yeah. Um, that That's going to be another habanero for Colin. Um, Dude, just thank God I didn't have to eat the first two. Yeah, you Thank you lucked out. God. You really lucked out. This is kind of like the shot thing with me. Um, Whoops. You know, like I <laughs> ate those. Um, the I the I ate those shots and um, I ate three of those shots and <laughs> dodged two of them. them. <laughs> Imagine if I had all, all five. I'd be so wasted. Oh, I, would you be drunk? 
I, I think I'm sobering uh, up during this uh, uh, kind of I'm drunk. episode, which is good. <laughs> All right. Crying about being drunk. Nah, dude, that thing was right, hitting well, me hard. I, I'm not going to be able to close this thing out. So I'll, I'll close out. While I eat this and cry, you can, um, you can wrap it up here. All right. So All right, while three. Colin bites into this juicy, juicy habanero <laughs> pepper. All right. Keep it inside of my mouth. Choo, choo, all right, choo. all right. Uh, let's let's see him take a bite of this. Oh, okay. Mmm, crunchy. Yum. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah, he got it. He got it. He ate it. All right. I'll give him credit for that. Um, so as he's eating his habanero, uh, I just want to say, if you enjoyed this episode and enjoyed our other episodes, uh, please make sure to give us a like, give us a comment subscribe um make sure you you know leave us a review because um yeah it helps us out and um you know we really appreciate your opinion um and thoughts yeah and if you have any ideas on like different punishments because this is actually really fun to do uh i, I have a great Sometimes. time making them um <laughs> more fun being on the other side Oh yeah, it's definitely fun being the, the the person asking the questions versus the one re- receiving the punishments. Yeah. Um, but we really do enjoy uh, doing this podcast, and uh, leaving a review helps us, you know, continue doing that. Yeah. So um, make sure you do that and give us, you know, like, comment, whatever it is. Uh, reach out to us on our social media platforms. So. Uh, uh, Instagram is probably our best one For to sure. hit us up on. Um, that's at uh, All The Lifestyle. Correct. So um, please hit us up there. And uh, we do things like Five Things Friday and a few other things. Four things. Oh, four things. Four things. Four things for Friday. Yeah. And uh, Email list. Yep. Join there's it. an email list. So make sure you join and all that. show notes, we're going to have the links to whatever else in this. Yes. And we're going to have a blog post version of this as well at our yep. website. Agreed. So that will be our um, kind of uh, ending spiel. But uh, thanks for listening to us. Uh, you know, we appreciate it, and we appreciate your support. Um, I think I'm forgetting one more thing, Colin. Protect your wild. Woof. Yeah, that was rushed. Okay, cool. Thanks, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye, guys.